You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We've got a very special guest going today, and we also have another special guest that's in studio. No, you're not a guest. You're, yeah, you're one of the founders. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just yeah. live here. But anyway, we've got Steve Ronaldo in at the round table, and uh, always a pleasure to have Steve in town and, and coming into the studio. And our guest is up in Kentucky. His name is Mr. Gil Russell, and I think that... Uh, Folks will find this show very interesting. Gil uh, does something that, uh, well, he'll, he'll tell us about it. I, I think it's fantastic what he does. Gil, welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. Well, thank you, Steve, for having me on this morning. Hi, hi Gil. How are you? Hey, first of all, yeah, let's find out uh, where you're located. You used to, we were talking off the air, but you can tell everybody where you are, sort of. I live in uh, London, Kentucky, which is a little town about 40 miles north of the Tennessee border, right off Interstate 75. And and I understand your claim to fame is this this sort of, I don't know what to call this. It's not a car show. It's not a, uh, I, not a tour. It's a, a sort of just a big car, old car family get-together at your, at your place, right? Uh, yes, sir. We started about four years ago. Uh, a couple of friends and I were together one Saturday afternoon talking about the upcoming uh, car uh, season. And uh, I told them, I said, I'd like to invite all my friends someday and have them come to my home and just have a big big yard party, bring the cars, no strings attached, no money involved, no politics involved. Just come and have a great time, eat all you want. And just have a good time and enjoy each other's cars and stuff. And, and it's turned into quite an event. I have cars come from out of Ohio, Tennessee, Indiana, uh, northern Kentucky, uh, western Kentucky. And it's turned into a, a quite a thing. And uh, I thought my wife would divorce me when I first come up this idea. <laughs> she loves it as much as I do. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, what kind of, what, 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 what kind of cars do you, do, do you sort of... Oh, I will cater to antique cars or street rods, or it doesn't matter. Well, it really doesn't matter. I love all, love all of them. I love the street rods. I love the old classics. I love the old Model T's, Model A's, all of them, and muscle cars, all of them. And they all show up here. They do. They all, they all come. Yes, sir. And what's your biggest crowd to date? Well, a uh, year before last, uh, we had uh, it rained on us. Rained twice that day. We had. We were expecting over 500 cars, and we wound up with actually 217 cars. And then last year, it came a monsoon on us. I mean, it, I got up at 3 o'clock that morning to start preparing food, and it was raining when I got up, and it never let up all day. I mean, it just a downpour all day long. But we still wound up maybe about 60 cars and about 300 people. About 300 people. That's a lot of people to feed. Well, we was anticipating maybe about five to seven hundred cars last year, but uh, you know when it rains, it it hurts you. It hurt, I, don't, I don't care how big car show is, 
it will hurt you. When it rains, they just don't come out. And oh, I don't blame yeah. Them. Yeah, we were at a national meetup. Oh, gosh, I can't think of the name of the t- Antique Automobile Club national meet a few years ago and, and, and uh, uh, up in the same area you're in, and it just let go. I mean, it was just horrible. You guys get yeah, some. Yeah, when it does that, everybody starts heading for the cover. Yeah, yeah, and you don't. You, people that committed just don't don't want to don't don't want to show up. So when is the uh, uh, cookout this year? What do we call this anyway? What does it have? Well, an I guess name? you call Gil and Sandy's uh, yard party. I guess that's the best thing you call it. And uh, we do it. Uh, this will be our fourth year, and uh, it'll be on uh, June the eighteenth this year. And people start arriving here along about one o'clock, and we start putting the food out about. Oh, along about two two thirty, and then if weather permits, we'll have a fireworks display along about nine oh, really? fifteen or so. Oh, so it goes on into the evening too. Oh yes, sir, and, and then we have a pretty good sized fire fireworks display, and the people love that. And then, uh, and then uh, last or year before last, we had a road trip at Weetuck, and uh, I found out that Henry Ford, when he first started building his cars, this area had played a very significant role in the early days of the Ford uh, Ford automobiles, the Model T's and Model A's. And, uh, so we took a trip back to where uh, he got all his, uh, wood, uh, all of his white oak to make his spokes and the, uh, floorboards and stuff for the old Model T's and Model A's, and that was very interesting. Yeah, so so now, now did Henry Ford have a home there? He had homes all over the world. Well, he had a matter of fact. The building that he built there in 1923 is still there, and the U.S. Forest Service uses it as an office. And he actually really? stayed in that house. He ate his meals in that house, and he conducted his business out of that house when he came to Kentucky to check on his business, his coal and his and his, uh, and his lumber business here. Coal and lumber. Yes, sir. Uh, Henry Ford came into Kentucky in uh, 1908. And he was looking for the best white oak he could possibly find for the production of his automobiles. And he found it here in Kentucky, about 30 miles from where I live, in a place called Redbird. It's uh, located in Clay County, Kentucky. And it's roughly about 30 miles from where I live. And we got these old Model A's and Model T's that Saturday morning. And we drove the back roads and went back over there. And like I said, the old house is still there. And there's some of the old artifacts still around here back during when they was logging that and, and getting the coal out of there. Uh, oh, and, so uh, the coal was shipped to the factories or used in that area? Yes, sir. He shipped the coal back up to Detroit, and uh, he got the, he, he got the white oak, and he made his wooden spokes for the old Model T's from that there uh, white oak over there. And he also uh, made wooden crates out of the white oak, and they used those wooden crates when they got to the factory. They took the motors and transmissions out of the crate. Then they, the way the boxes were constructed, he'd take them boxes of wooden crates uh, apart, and he'd lay those up on the frames, and they was already pre-drilled and everything. And so he had six floorboards for six automobiles as they come down assembly line. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I've heard that more than than once. That that the the, the crates. Uh uh, shipping crates were 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 actually used to construct the the floor and the the uh, uh, in and even in case some of the the early cars some of the wooden substructure underneath the the uh, uh, un- underneath the sheet metal to hold the actually hold the whole car together. Yes, sir. He would uh, he would tack that sheet metal around uh, the the body frame, which was made out of white oak. 
And uh, he would tack that around there, and that's how he constructed his bodies on his old Model T's and Model A's. Gil, this is David. The other day when we were talking, you told me how many acres uh, were involved in this and then how he had given that back to, or, or some of his kids, I guess, gave it back to the uh, National Park Service. I, one, I, I'm curious again about the number of acres, and then also it was so many you wonder what he paid for that and what it would be worth today. Well, he uh, he started acquiring at their property back around eight, uh, 1908. And back then, uh, more or less all you had to do was just go and file for a deed for the property and claim it because it was pretty well given to you. And back then, a lot of the people in that area over uh, just didn't were not educated and didn't know that you had to go file a deed. And there was no deed to that property, and he came in. He he got a lot of that property, and he had 187,000 acres. Really? Between between Jackson County and Letcher County, Kentucky, and um, and Henry Ford died in 1960. In 1964, Ford Motor Company turned that property back over to the federal government, and they made that part of Daniel Boone Forest. And uh, the Ford Motor Company, they retained all the mineral rights, the timber, the oil, water, gas, everything. Ford Motor Company, till this day, still owns that. And uh, in 1964, they turned that back to the federal government. In 1968, the federal government sent a man in there by the name of uh, Lester Sumner. And he was a senior uh, forest ranger there at Redbird. Um, until 1988, and the Mr. Sumner, I was uh, lucky enough to find him uh, year before last, and he was 93 years old, and he still could remember a lot of the people that worked over there that actually worked for Ford Motor Company at the day when he was logging at and uh, and mining it, and so Lester, he was he was a, a fountain of information. But uh, Lester, he died about six months after we took that trip back to to Redbird. But before he died, uh, KET Television here in Kentucky was able to sit down with him, and they got a lot of information from him. They had a show on uh, about him, and about uh, about our uh, little get together here in my front yard. They came here and done a show on that, and then we took him to Redbird that next day. Well, and, that's pretty uh, cool. Lester and his wife, they uh, we was able to put them in a nineteen, I think it was nineteen seventy seventeen uh, Model T, and uh, we drove them back over to Redbird. Now he actually lived there at Redbird. He was uh, like a resident ranger there. He actually lived right there on the site. Does Ford do anything there now, or they just have the rights? Do they do anything there, or they just no uh, no? Uh, Ford came in there in nineteen eighty eight and. They took all the records out of that their building and took it back to Detroit. Now, it's in the Ford archives up in Detroit, from what I understand, of, of the operation they had there. Now, over in Letcher County, there's a school over there that Henry Ford's wife, she started way back years and years ago, and it's still in operation today. A public school or private? I think it, I'm not sure. I, I, I can't comment on that because I'm not sure because I just found out the information out just here a couple of days ago, but... That school is still open and still operating today. Yeah, Clara, his wife, was quite assertive for that time in history. She was nobody's fool. She just didn't, you know, she was not the the golden housewife. She, <laughs> she right, had, she, she was she a very knowledgeable stuff. lady, very educated lady, and uh, 
But like I said, I just found this information out today, and I'm going to do a little bit more research on it. I might even make a trip over there and see if I can go over there and see a school. It's about 60 miles here from where I live. So Ford really doesn't have much to do other than they own the mineral rights. They don't have much to do with that area anymore. Right. They don't have nothing to do with it at all. Now, Henry Ford, when he first started putting his, uh, his, uh, his assembly plants in, uh, he might have put assembly plant in here. I don't know. I've never done that much research on it. But Ford does have a big uh, assembly plant here in Kentucky. It's in Louisville, Kentucky, which is the largest city here in Kentucky. But they do have a assembly plant here in Kentucky. Still uh, a functioning one, still still there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't think it's going to go anywhere real soon. I don't believe yeah. it's, it's a pretty big facility, and they just added on to it. We used to have two here in Atlanta, and they're both gone. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, one now, Porsche Cars of USA bought it and turned it into a, a uh, their American headquarters. Plus, they have a big test track and a bunch of stuff down there on the, the south side. So it's still being used for car stuff. And, uh, but uh, I think they used to make the tempo there in in, in uh, Atlanta, didn't they? Ford I'm not. I'm not sure what they did. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not either. So. I'm, I'm, I can't keep up with them anymore. There, there's, you know, I had a hard enough time with Model A and Model T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gil, we're gonna we're gonna take a uh, break right now, and we'll come back to you right after a couple of words from our sponsors. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo, and our guest today is Gil Russell from Kentucky. And, uh, Gil, you you haven't always lived in Kentucky. Why don't you tell us about what you did, uh, where you you came from, and and what brought you to where you are now? Well, my mom and dad, they were from this here area of Kentucky, and uh, back uh, in the 40s, 
there's a lot of people migrated north out of this area here to go north to find work right after the Depression, and my dad was one of them. And I was born and raised up in the Cincinnati area, and I worked uh, for CSX Railroad there up for, uh, for about 33 years. And when I retired, I just got tired of those cold Ohio winters. I mean, it, it's cold up here. It's rough. And so I thought, well, I'll move down Kentucky where the weather's not quite as severe as it is in Ohio. And so I moved down here and bought a little place down here and and uh, built a new house on it. And uh, I got down here and I got bored with nothing to do. And I thought, well, build me a garage and I'll tinker around with old automobiles. Not too many old fellows around left anymore that knows what they're doing on these old cars. And I love working on them. So I built me a garage and I tinker around with these old antique cars, do stuff that nobody else would do on them. But that's how I got down here. And uh, I've been down here for 12 years now. So anyway, what kind of cars do you have your in your personal collection? Old cars. Well, I've got a 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air, turquoise and white, original car. It's only got fifty thousand miles on it. I've got a '60 uh, Impala two-door hardtop that I took it off the frame and built it from the ground up with everything I could find, brand new old stock. It's white with a turquoise interior and turquoise down the side. And I've got my wife, she's got a 66 uh, Mustang convertible. And uh, i got a 64 El Camino. It, it's a project car, and I'm working on yeah, it. I never have fine yeah, time. They're, to all, they're all project cars. <laughs> that never ends. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So you don't have any, like, old Model A's or any of that, that stuff, huh? No, I don't. Uh, I wish I did, but I don't. And, uh, but uh, I've got my eye on one. A fellow up in Ohio's got a beautiful little Model A. Uh, it's a four-door sedan. And, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And the price is not bad on it. No, Model A's are still the, the best value in, in the old car world, I think, for, for what they are. And everything's available, so they're, 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 uh, they're easy to do. Is there, a, is there a big active area where you are of antique car people, sort of, you know, guys for you to hang around with and do stuff? No, not really. Uh, there's a few. There's a few of them around here, but not not a whole lot. Not not like they were up in Ohio. In northern Kentucky, there's a quite a, well, it's a larger population. Uh, it's a big metropolitan area up there. But down here, yeah, there's, you know, you get a car show down here, if you can get a if you get 100, 150 cars at one of these local car shows down there, you've done pretty daggone good. Uh, how, how did uh, you, with you, with your, with the Gill and Sandy uh, uh, yard party? How did you get the word out and and get as many people initially as you did, and then obviously they are talking to people. But um, where do you think this will be going? Well, well I don't know. Uh, it, the, the weather's been has hurt us quite a bit. The last two years, the weather's hurt us. But if, uh, the first year we had it, it was just a beautiful picture, per picture day. And we had 157 cars the first show. And the second show, we had 217. And then this one we had last year, I mean, it was just a monsoon all day long hurt us. But we were anticipating over 500 cars last year. And, uh, and the rain, it might have been a blessing. It might have been, you know, a blessing, and it, it did rain because I don't know if we could have handled them or not. <laughs> but uh, I've got, I keep about 12 acres mowed off here, just mowed off like a lawn around my house. And I figure this year, if it's, a, if it's pretty weather, we'll we'll have that 500 cars easy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. 
and the, and the thing about it, probably about 90% of the people that come, I know them. I know these people. I know them, you know, they're friends and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, acquaintances I've made over the years with these car shows and stuff. I go to all of them and everything. And, and, uh, when I was up in Cincinnati, uh, my, uh, a couple other guys, myself, we used to have a cruise in on, uh, on a Thursday night and we'd get right about a hundred, 125 cars every Thursday night. And I've met a lot of people through there and I just made a lot of friends over the years with these old cars and, I thought, you know, it'd be great to just have them come here to my home. And just come here and just sit back and we get a good disc jockey, plays, plays the old music that you and I grew up with. You know, the old buddy Holly and, and all them people, you know. And and, uh, and the people love the music we play. It's the old 50s, uh, late 50s and early 60s stuff, and they love it. You, and you, uh, and you they get just a, come here and there's no pressure on them. You know, they eat no cost. you want. And, uh, and uh, we we got a pretty good menu. Well, yeah. all right, I'll be there. What's for supper? Well, I'll tell you. We're <laughs> going to have hamburgers, hot dogs, brats, mess, fried chicken, pulled pork barbecue, brisket. Wow. I uh, see uh, deviled eggs, little smoky sausages, and uh, barbecue sauce. Uh, it's the potato salad, baked beans, green beans out of the garden. And uh, it's all free. I don't charge nobody nothing. Uh, people tried to give me donation stuff. I won't take it because I'm not going to invite you to come to my house. Expect you to come here and have to pay for your food. You're a guest of, my, of mine at my home. Well, that see, that's why you get so many people. Old car people. Old car people will spend five hundred dollars in three days on the road for a free hamburger. <laughs> and they're good hamburgers. That's, that's, that's that black Angus beef. They love them. <laughs> now, do you do you and Sandy do all the cooking, or do you cater some of this? No, we uh, we do all the cooking. We wow. do all the cooking. Uh, we do every bit of it. With, and, with, uh, with the crowd like you're talking about, uh, surely you've got a row of porta potties out there. Yeah, uh, we put those out there, and uh, we put them back there, you know, to where people can't see you going in now, them, you know, because some people kind of get a little squeak, uh, squeakish when they see, uh, when they think somebody's watching them going in and out of the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, uh, I, I guess. So anyway, that Ford that Jerry Weaver bought, that '56 Crown Victoria that he brought back here, is that was that your car? No, uh, belonged to a buddy of mine. Uh, there's a friend of mine, Donnie Martin, here in London, Kentucky. He, uh, he deals in antique classic cars, muscle cars, and he bought that from a buddy, Donnie, and, uh, it had a Continental kit on it, which yeah, he did not like. Yeah, uh, Jerry's, a, he's really weird that way. And, uh, so I took it off for him and put the bumper back on the way it's supposed to be on it, and I took it off for him, and that's where, that's where I met Jerry at, over at, uh, Donnie Martin's. And we got to talking, you know, and I was telling him about my thing here, and I invited him to come up, and I told him, bring all your buddies with you. And uh, so I think he's going to come up. Uh, I talked to him here about a week or two ago, and he said he's got some guys going to come up. And yeah. I'll be disappointed if he don't, and I won't start the party until he gets here. The, Ro- the Romeos, you mean, he's talking about. I, I guess that's who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah the, the guy with the '56 Ford, uh, Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, the Romeos. It's a group of old guys. Romeo stands for retired old men eating out. And, oh, okay. And All there's, right. There's about a hundred to hundred and fifty every Tuesday at uh, Marietta Diner, and and then uh, 
they all go to a, a lot of them go to McDonald's for coffee in the morning. You know, you you know that you know the the drill. All the old guys go. Oh right yeah, on it. yeah, I know the drill. <laughs> My car's faster than your car. No, it's not. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was telling me that he was going to try to get a bunch of his buddies to come up, and I told him bring them all up. I'll make room for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, so is there lodging around there? That's my like, next question. Well, we right here, right here in London, Kentucky, where I live, there's 13 motels here. There are 13 or 14 motels. Uh, and uh the time they leave here, they won't want to stop any place and eat because I'll make sure that, they, that they're full when they leave. But uh, there's, uh, you know, well, I live about two miles off Interstate 75, and right there at the exit up there, you've got quite a few restaurants. And uh, we got quite a few motels up there, you know, name brand uh, motels, Hampton Inn, uh, Holiday Express, all of them up there. And uh, but uh, like I say, I only live about two miles off Interstate 75. Very easy to find. Very easy to find. What? And uh, but uh, he uh, he was telling me that he was going to uh, try to get some of his buddies to come up. Oh with yeah, they'll come. Like I told you, old car people will drive hours for a free meal. Yeah, <laughs> well, I got plenty of room for him. I've got plenty of room for him. Now, besides, good flat level level ground, mowed bes- off like a lawn. Besides uh, Sandy helping you with this, who else? You've got to have some other help. My goodness, that's well. I've got a I've got a couple buddies that helps me. Uh, a friend of mine, Jim Begley, he helps me quite a bit. Uh, Ronnie Martin, uh, Donnie's brother, he he does some. He cooks the barbecue and everything, the brisket. He does all that. And uh, Ronnie Jones, he helps me. Uh, I've got uh, quite a few guys that help me, and uh, my daughters, uh, they come and help me. And, uh, and my wife's cousin, she helps women. Uh, they carry the food out, and uh, we put it out there in a, on in a in the garage on these are tables. It's just like a big horseshoe. You just walk in uh, one side of the garage and walk around there and get what you want. Come on out get your pop and everything, get your plate, come in and get what you want. And I put up a big old tent out there. It's about a 120-foot-long tent. Wow. And put uh, pick, or put tables and under it and chairs and under it. People getting under that tent and they eat. And then people bring their own lawn chairs, you know. And uh, and so it, it works out pretty good. People really enjoy it. It's different, you know. It's uh, Nobody's banging on them to buy a 50-50 split the pot or think that they're obligated to buy a t-shirt or donate to this charity or that charity they just come here and nobody's going to bother them to buy anything it's all just free. look at just, just talk cars just talk cars um does somebody have to sign up or can they just come do you have do you want to know how many people are coming no you just come on and show up here and uh, i'll do my best to make sure i got enough food here so far up until this point i have not ran out of food and uh but uh, if you got a friend, bring a friend. Come on. Because if they like old cars, they're automatically a friend of mine if they like old cars. Do, does any any of the stuff connected with with uh, uh, the Ford place, do they have anything to do? Do they bring, like, a display or a history boards or something? Well, some of the guys that came here a year before last that came here uh, with the old Model A's and Model T's, uh, like I said, uh, television now of uh, Lexington, they came down, and some of them guys came with information stuff about it. People loved it. The people absolutely loved it. And I anticipated over 100 Model A's being here that day. But like I said, it, it rained about 11 o'clock that morning, and uh, rained for probably about a half hour. I mean, it was a gully go- a washer. And, uh, and uh, then along about 2 o'clock when the people started getting here, it rained again for about 10 minutes, and it cleared off as a beautiful day. 
but uh, I was anticipating about at least 100 Model A's here. I think there's about 35 of them actually showed up, and I think it was 12 Model T's showed up. But the next day, we took them all back over there to Redbird. Now, that was on a Friday. We had that picnic on a Friday, year before last, and everybody thought I should move it up to a Saturday, which I did last year, and it washed me out. But anyway, we took all them Model A's, and we went to back roads. We went on all the back roads, and it took us, all oh, probably about 45 minutes to get over there. And the people just loved it. I mean, they just loved it. And like I said, the Tourism Commission here in the uh, and then several different counties around here, they want to start that up again. And uh, they've invited me to come to a meeting and give them some insight of what they can do to make that an annual event over there to bring the Model A's and their Model T's. Yeah, that that's a, that would be a, a, a very positive thing to do. We went, you know, Henry Ford also was into to agriculture and soybean stuff, and he had a plantation uh, down in in near Savannah, where they were doing all of this this experimental stuff, and we were on a tour down there. And of course, there are a lot of very expensive cars, Duesenbergs, and all of this stuff. And we got down there, and there was a, a a big sign that greeted us as we pulled into the Ford Plantation: "Fords park in front, lesser cars park in the back." I thought right. that was pretty cool. <laughs> right. Now, you know they they want to they want to open this area up for tourism down here and right here within probably thirty thirty five miles of where I live you got a quite a few things around here that would probably bring tourism here you got uh, Gil, Gil, let me, Gil, let me stop you, you. To, Gil, let me stop you there we got to take a break but keep okay. that thought and when we come back we'll talk about uh, the activities around you okay okay we'll, fine we'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at EHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And we've got a special guest on today, Gil Russell and... 
Gil, now, if 2,000 people show up because you were on the show today, you're not going to send us a... Well, if you do send me a bill, send it to Steve Ronaldo, would you? <laughs> okay, but don't have to worry about that. We'll, we can handle it, Steve. You can handle it, huh? Now, yes, I, sir. I wanted to talk... You were about to talk about uh, the other activity around your location. I assume most people trailer in, and I and with the twelve acres, you got plenty of room for them to park their trailers and and get their cars out. And so from there, well, what are the other activities they might um, do while they're while they're up in your neck of the woods? Well, there's a place about twenty miles north of the, of where I live here called Rimtro Valley, Kentucky, and usually on a Saturday night. They'll have different name entertainers up here. You know, it's uh, they. You know, they get uh, country music uh, entertainers, name entertainers. They come up here, and on Friday night they have a they have their local entertainers up there. And sometimes they'll have a name entertainer up there uh, uh, from Nashville. And uh, and then uh, we got uh, we got uh, Cumberland Falls, about thirty miles, about about twenty five miles south of where I'm from. It's what they call the Niagara of the South. Uh, it's Cumberland River goes, you know, it's a big Cumberland Falls, what it is, and uh, it's the uh, probably about thirty, about oh, probably about twenty miles from there. You got uh, Blue Heron Coal Mine, which back in the early days was a big coal operation over there, and they've still got the old train and stuff over there. You can take a tour on it. Got the old mining camps back up. Uh, about thirty miles from where I live, you got the Blue, uh, uh, the Redbird. Uh, Ford, uh, Ford uh, lumber yard or lumber uh, operation, coal operation over there that uh, Ford had back in the early days when he first started building his cars. That's around there. There's a lot of stuff, you know, for people to drive the back roads, uh, scenic back roads and stuff. Uh, up Livingston, it's about 12 miles from here. You got the party old Dixie Highway, part of the old main highway from the north to the south. Of the Was East that 41? Wasn't and that 41? No, it's 25, old U.S. 25. 25. Okay. And there's still remnants of that up there that people used way back years ago. I think the old bridge, the old two-lane bridge going across there is still there. And uh, uh, and then they got another place over in Jackson County they called Hooten Holler. It's an old old town a guy built over there and uh, put the old rustic buildings back in and the old cars are still over there. And there's things around here right around it spend a day and, and those are some of the things that they want to bring tourism in here and I thought well if they get uh, get the Model A Nationals to come here for a, for a week it would be an interesting Yes trip. they could. They, do they have an active Model A club? They've got one up in Central Kentucky up there. It's called Central Kentucky uh, Model A Club. A guy by the name of Rick Bailey. He was the past president of that club. Now, I don't know if they got a new president now or not. Is there an antique automobile club uh, chapter up there? Well, I think at uh, Central Kentucky, I think that is one of the chapters of the Nationals. And uh, matter of fact, I was going to call Rick and run that ideal by him uh, and see if he'd be interested in getting a hold of the Nationals, see if they would have a national meet here in this area and take in that Ford uh, that, that Ford uh, operation over there and uh, stay here. I, th- I think they usually stay about a week where they go someplace. Yeah, it's yeah. about four days. I've done some Model A Club national tours, and it's they can make it any any length they want, but they'll they get uh, uh, as many as twenty five hundred, three thousand cars that come. 
Right. That's a year before last when they came here to my place. The next day, they had their Model A convention up in Niagara, up, uh, right up near Niagara Falls in Canada. Yes. And uh, then I think last year they had it up in Friendship, Indiana, I think. I believe that's where they had it. Well, your area sounds like a great place to go tour and visit and a lot of, a lot of historical stuff to see and do. Gil, for, for the folks that are listening and might be planning on coming, what's the terrain like in your area? Well, right here where I live, uh, it's, it's little rolling hills. It's, uh, it's not like a tabletop by no means. It's rolling hills, but my, my yard here sits real nice. It's, you know, it's a uh, slevel to a little, little bit of a slope goes out, good drainage. It's not on the side of a mountain by no means. And, uh, like I say, I live two miles off of Interstate 75 and, uh, two miles. And, uh, it's a good, good road coming down to my house. And I live right here on this main highway. And, uh, I got, uh, got plenty of parking and, uh, no problems. And, uh, and, uh, like so, I say, it's, 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 it's nice rolling farmland through the, here. The terrain is no challenge to the Model A's or, Model T's. No, it? no. Now, if you go over to Redbird, go over 080. Now, there's a hill over there. Uh, it, it's kind of steep, but we took those cars over there two years ago, and they didn't have no problem at all going up through there. Nah, they, yeah, uh, nah. They, they all made it well. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure not. They, they, I, I drive my Model T on tours all over the country, my 1910, and yeah, short, of Mount, short of Mount Everest, I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we took, I think it was 12 of those Model Ts and went with us over here. And there's a guy by the name of Tom Mack out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And he restores a lot of Model Ts and a lot of Model As. And he came down, I think his was a 1912 Model T. And he didn't have a bit of trouble. And uh, and I led, I led the people over. They followed me over to this, air, to this Redbird. And he was right behind me, and he stayed right with me all the way. And I was driving my wife's uh, Mustang convertible. And he stayed right up with me. Well, I sure hope you can get get something going in your area. It sounds like you got a lot of interesting stuff to uh, uh, to see and visit and do and participate in 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 that particular area. Um, so I think it's something worth worth uh, would be nice. It sounds like a good place to have a national antique automobile club national meet or a model A restorers club national meet. I think well, it Steve, might. I hope that you can make it up to our event here. It's June the 18th, and uh, and I hope you come up with Jerry and those guys. I think he was talking like maybe coming up on a Friday and going up to Renfro Valley and then coming here Saturday morning. So I hope you can make it up. Uh, I'd be disappointed if you don't. And uh, like I said, I won't start the party until you guys until get you here. you guys get here. <laughs> what, uh, how long does it take you all, you and your wife, to start preparing for this? Uh, you must... You must start the end of May getting ready for June the 18th, don't you? Well, matter of fact, I'm already uh, getting getting geared up for it, uh, getting this place cleaned up around here, mowing everything, uh, I'm getting everything mowed up. Because, you know, people don't mind parking their cars on a mowed lawn and stuff like that, but they don't like mud and dirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I keep this place mowed up. Uh, I'll mow it maybe a couple times a week up until the time we have the party, and we'll start gathering everything in here, you know, and, and usually about a week uh, before we have it, we really we really kick it into gear, getting everything ready and and, uh, and getting everything set up, all the refreshments to pop and the water and stuff like that, and getting the tent set up and everything. And it's about a week before. How far are you from Louisville? 
from the uh, Louisville is probably believe, roughly about 150 mile, maybe. Okay. Yeah, about 150 mile. Okay. So that gives and, me uh, a the, better the idea. The neat thing about this is cars come from out of Cincinnati. They came from out of Tennessee. They come from out of northern Kentucky, out of western Kentucky. You see guys coming here seeing cars they've never seen before. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. It sounds like you have, have quite a... a uh, Quite, quite a thing going on, and I, I, I admire you for your efforts in trying to promote this stuff. But I don't put anything out on the web about it. I don't put out any flyers about it. I don't, uh, I don't advertise or anything like that. This is all, you know, my friends and word of mouth, and if a friend wants to bring a friend, that's fine with me. Yeah, cool. So they'll be my friend before they leave here. Well, Gil, I want to uh, take this opportunity to thank you for coming on, and um, we look forward to hearing a report back, and we'll talk with uh, with Steve's friend if he gets up there and how it all goes. And I know I'd love to go, and I know Steve would too. For me, it's hard getting away from the Saturday morning show here and, and getting out of town to do anything, but I do want to thank you, and uh, I, I, I've got to go one step further and thank Sandy uh, I know that you could do it by yourself, but having that wife there beside you doing it and helping you with it, uh, she's got to be thanked as well. <laughs> well, that's great. And um, I hope you'll keep listening to uh, America's Web Radio and the Classic Car and, Show. And, again, we want to thank you for uh, coming and, on. And the dates again and the location before we, we uh, you leave? That will be June the 18th. It'll be a Saturday afternoon. And it's in London, Kentucky, right off the interstate. London, like in England, London. Yes, sir. Yes, London, sir. Kentucky. Cool. Yes, sir. Well, so. Jim, uh, if, or Jim, Gil, if nothing else, we'll get a uh, report back from you and uh, and uh, on the count of how many people showed up and all the chicken that was eaten. All the chicken. <laughs> okay. Well, Take it has care. been a great honor, and I've, I'm really privileged that you took the time to talk to me this morning. Well, we, right. we've enjoyed it. Thank all you. Right, thank you. All right, thank you, and you all have a great day. Right, thanks. Bye. You know, more people should do something like that. Uh, you know, it, it, I, just thinking of feeding 200, 300, 500 well, people. Well, he's looking for five to 600. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> that's enough to... Uh, there used to be a guy in, in uh, Alabama that did the same sort of a thing, but it got out of control, and he had to stop. I mean, he did, they couldn't, you couldn't even get there. You know, funny that you mention that. My uh, my dad started something back many, many years ago, and that was that um, he had promised that he and I would go camping over the July the 4th weekend, and things worked out that, that he couldn't go, but he didn't want to let me down, so we wound up wound up camping in our backyard and then that morning he gets up and he does a breakfast on on the grill and uh, i mean everything from scrambled eggs to bacon and so forth and so on and uh, it was great so he started this deal of inviting the neighborhood over and it went over fantastic and then we moved from from that location to another place and they didn't start it back up but after my wife and i got when we got married, a couple of years into our marriage, we uh, we started it up, and uh, it got to be. And people think having a party for breakfast—that's sort of weird. 
But it got to be that um, we would have, I, I, I can't even tell you a count, uh, lots of folks. We'd have cars with their boats, their trailers on their boat. They were headed to the lake. They would start uh, serving breakfast at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh. People would start coming in, and they would be there until noon eating breakfast. And, um, you know, it, it just it grew and grew, and it got to the point that uh, uh, Leanne and I, after, after the thing would be over with on July the 4th, we'd look at each other and say, you know, we got to be out of our mind. By the way, did you know so-and-so, or have you ever seen that guy that – and there were people <laughs> coming to it that <laughs> were never in – that we hadn't invited, but somebody did, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we finally had to stop it when we built our place in the mountains, and uh, we weren't there for the July the 4th breakfast anymore. But uh, it can get out of hand. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, I, I'm sure. But, but I like this guy's attitude and the promotion that he does for his location and, and stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to take a break on the Classic Car Show, and we'll be back with more right after this. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we welcome you back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And Steve and I, we go back on this thing uh, almost 11 years at this point. So we've been around a while. Um, Steve's getting older. I look just the same. But I, I do want to congratulate Steve. He is officially on the board, national board, of the Horseless Carriage Club. You know, I found uh, a couple of times in, in saying that, if you say that fast, it, you can't say it fast, horseless carriage. No, 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 yeah, no, I can't do any of that <laughs> stuff fast. But, yeah, I was down a, <coughs> excuse me, last week down in Florida at the annual convention and tour, and uh, my first board meeting as a, a uh, national director of Horses Carriage Club. And Horses Carriage Club is one of these niche organizations 
uh, like Model A, Model T, except it's more broad-based. You have uh, uh, Horses Carriage Club is is available for supporters of and owners of any car 1915 and older. So you have from some of the weirdest, tiniest little cars to huge things like uh, Palmer Singer, Stevens Durier, 50 and 60 and even a few 70 horsepower uh, early brass era cars. And uh, so it's quite a diverse organization. Uh, and supports this the 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 uh, this stuff. A lot of people have really don't know where this stuff came from. Where did cars come from? And you you know you ask them in the main well, who invented the car? Of course, Henry Henry Ford is the answer you're yeah. going to get. <laughs> but that's not true. Not even close to being true. Uh, and we have uh, when they have their annual convention. I've gone to to quite a few of them over the years. Uh, they have a lot of guest speakers. Um, one of the things, and, and I'll come, come back to that in just a minute, but one of the things I really like about Horses Carriage Club, because it's so diverse, from some of these cars that we, you'll see on a tour are, are pushing a million dollars or more, driving with a $20,000 Model T. So, you know, there's no none of this, well, my car's better than your car stuff. It's just that they're... Uh, the only thing with the Model T is if mine breaks, I can have a new engine shipped in two days for $2,000. <laughs> and I have a friend that had a big Stevens Durier that blew a jug out. They are no longer available. There's six of these cars left in the world, the big Stevens, the 50-horsepower cars. Wow. He had to have some jugs made. And to set up the machine to make them and do the drawings, the, the CAD stuff, you know, the computer stuff they do now. Yeah, yeah. Was thirty thousand dollars more wow. than a whole Model T would cost you just to have these jugs made? So it's a very, very diverse crowd of of, uh, of rich folks. Not rich Model T people aren't rich. You know, you can buy a nice brass era Model T for ten, twelve thousand dollars and have just as much fun as the guy in the in the the big car. Uh, you end up the same place doing the same thing. The only difference is you might have to struggle your Model T a little bit to get up a hill where these guys in these 50-horsepower cars just go go right up to the top. But they always have speakers uh, at the convention. We have one night is dedicated to national board meetings, which are open to the public. And, of course, like well, we can come back and talk about this too, but uh, getting more the historical aspect of where the car comes from and getting more people involved in this uh, and make them understand. So we got a couple irons in the fire on, on this deal. Um, but anyway, they one of the speakers they had, they had two guys dressed up in World War I um, uniforms. And they told the story of the Model T Ford and the ambulances in World War One, which I knew I knew a tiny bit, but not much. Um, the ambulance drivers were all volunteers. They were Americans, and they sh- and and they they bought Model T chassis and shipped them over to France. And a special bodybuilder, and don't ask me who that 
they they designed a a ambulance instead of just using horse drawn stuff to get the wounded guys from the front back to the hospital. So before these guys, they moved them on horses. They got them on trains, and you can imagine with the tracks being blown up and the military taking priority. They were saying sometimes it was two weeks before they could get a wounded guy back to a hospital on these trains. And, you know, you're talking about the volunteers that went over to drive. Yeah. <laughs> they were, that was a, almost a death sentence. I mean, they were, they were sitting targets. Even though they, yeah, uh, yeah. that was the first time they put the Red Cross, I believe, on on. The well, yeah, vehicles. I think so. I think you're right. And 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 they're the, these are the kind of speakers they get. They tell the most fabulous stories about this stuff, and and uh, uh, you get to 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 learn a lot. And they were in. They were all. And they weren't army. These were independent. There was a special organization that did this, uh, and then they got bought up by the army. And typical bureaucracy. When the army took over, the efficiency went down. <laughs> Amazing. And the price went up, probably. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it, it, was a, it, was, it was a good story. And these guys were dressed in uniform, and one guy would talk about a part, and nobody would let them go. They, everybody kept asking them questions and, and stuff. So uh, how they designed this, they could put... He said the record that they had, they had it for four stretchers that they could they could put into yeah. one of these things. And it, it one of the real big battles, the record that they had, they had 12 guys, wounded guys. They, tie, they tied them to fenders. They tied them to the roof. Uh, and you got to remember, Model T is only 20 horsepower. You know, I, I went through a museum, and, and they had one of the ambulances, and... As I recall, initially, they really weren't even sending out medics. Or no, they just ambulance. These guys were these are just drivers. drivers. Yeah. Pick, pick two guys. Pick up the pick up the stretcher and put it in and try to get back without getting blown up. And there's only one that there's only one of there's been reproduction bodies and some of them never got used. So there's a couple, but one there's only one left of the actual uh, cars. It's in France somewhere, hmm. uh, and, and uh, they tell a story about this. And one of the other stories that go with it is the, the flyers, the Lafayette Escadrille, the American volunteers who went over and flew the, the planes. And if you look, what they had was they had Uncle Sam's hat on the side of these planes because they couldn't have French, they couldn't have American because we weren't in officially in this stuff because Woodrow Wilson wouldn't let them do it, uh, and their marking was was the hat, Uncle Sam's big tall hat, and then when United States entered the war, they put a circle around it, a gold circle, because Uncle Sam threw his hat in the ring. Ah, interesting. That's yeah, yeah. So these are the kind of. Then they had another guy who came and talked about the early Fords. Everybody think Henry started with the Model T, but there, this is the third Ford Motor Company. He went bankrupt uh, twice, and this guy from, uh, his name is Ron Hayden, Hayden, H-A-E-N, anyway, he's out from Nebraska, uh, has a bunch of these real early Fords, like N's and S's hmm. and R's. And stuff, and he was talking about uh, gave a lecture on the the uh, uh, 
the early early Fords. I, I want to jump back to the World War One for a second. Yeah. We we know what you just told us about France and so forth. What about the other side, the German side? Did they have any type of ambulance? Uh, at that all? I I don't know. I would imagine so. I would imagine they had something similar. Or well, it could have been horse and carriage. Could have been horses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I I I don't know. They didn't they didn't mention. I don't I don't remember them mentioning much. It was more about the American volunteers is what they were talking about. Back to the horseless carriage club. Um, someone like myself that doesn't isn't a collector, but uh, do you all have a magazine? Oh yeah, he, one of the best. It, it wins all kinds of awards in the hobby. The editor is a guy named John Ma- John Meyer. Uh, it's I think it's thirty five dollars a year to belong, um, and you get. Uh, uh, you, you get six issues of the magazine. The magazine is done absolutely fabulous. John so can, is just can you great. go online to Yeah, find you can get it. And you can also look. They have their own web, uh, website, HCCA, Horses Carriage Club of America.org. Uh, the big influence and what they're trying to do is to educate people uh, about the history of, of old cars. And the other thing is we're trying to get youth involved, just like I did with AACA. So we're trying to do a youth touring program. So that's going to be a lot of my time this this coming next three years is is doing uh, a lot with the Horses Carriage Club of America as well as AACA stuff and Model A stuff and every other thing I yeah. can think of. Well, uh, there isn't anybody better to do it than our own Steve Ronaldo. Steve, as always, thanks for coming in today. And I <laughs> want to thank Gil Russell and say a shout-out to Sandy Russell that, that helps Gil with this uh, fantastic yard party that they're going to be putting on uh, June the 18th. want to encourage you to come back to the Classic Car Show. We've got a very interesting show coming up. Uh, Kim Barnes is going to be doing it uh, next week, so be sure and tune in. It will be fantastic. Until then, thanks for listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We'll be back next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.